You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. I always said that if I had one quarterback to make a drive the length of the field at the end of the game to win that game, that guy would be Ken Stable, number 12. We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. That voice sounds familiar, it should, it's because it was John Madden, the Raiders celebration in Oakland last year for a 2016 Hall of Famer, Kenny Stabler, who was enshrined, of course, in Canton just three months ago, but who was and is back in the news again this week. And Goose, um, can let our listeners know why, if that is they don't know already. Yeah, the Stabler family revealed that the Hall of Fame was not going to give them the gold jacket or the ring it gives to its living members when they are enshrined in the Hall of Fame. You know, we're going to get to that in uh, just a moment. But, Ron, I know you covered this guy, and you covered him for years. What did you think when you heard his family had neither a Hall of Fame ring or a gold jacket, even though even though that's the Hall's practice with deceased inductees? I didn't like it. You know, I, I didn't like it. I, I don't see why there's two class of Hall of Fame inductees, you know, the live ones and the, and the ones that have passed. You know, Kenny Stable should have been in there a long time ago, and now even after he gets in there, you, you only give him – you know, a, th- a third of what what he deserves or what he's earned. You know, I don't understand the policy. I don't understand the need for it. Uh, they can't afford the, a sports jacket. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Seems crazy to me. Well, I, I should also mention, Ron, you not only covered him, you presented him to the Hall of Fame, even to the Hall of Fame Board of Selectors, um, and got him through with the Proud to committee. do it. I was proud to do it. Proud and happy to do it, as you guys know, who know me well. Uh, it was very important to me that I do the best I could for him because uh, – yeah, I mean, t- you can't you go try to write the history of pro football without Ken Stabler in it. Pretty hard to do. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and as I said, we're, we're going to get to Ken Stabler soon, and, and we will. But first, I, I want you to know what we have in store for you today from the Renai studio. First up, New England tight end Rob Gronkowski, whom we may see someday in the Hall of Fame. Then we're going to turn our show over to our special teams with Billy White Shoes Johnson. God, I love that name. White Shoes. <laughs> um, the guy pushed for the Hall in last week's program. And Brian Mitchell in the house. They're both in the house. Both are Hall of Fame worthy. And Billy White Shoes why. Johnson, guys. Interviewed by Clark White Belt. <laughs> Sansa Belt. <laughs> Clark Sansa Belt, Judge. And they're going to tell you why they belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, but we're also uh, going to pass out a midseason awards and, and hear from our resident historian. That would be Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Goslin, who's going to make his Hall of Fame pitch for former linebacker Bill Berge. But before we get there, let's get back to Kenny Stabler, um, because this story just won't go away, and it came up over the weekend. To me, it's, it's still going on. Some of the flames are being fanned by certain people. Listen, the Stabler family does not, Goose, as you explained, have uh, either his ring or his gold jacket, and, and not because the Hall has singled the family out. I want to make that clear, but because that's its practice it didn't give either of them to Dick Stanfield, who was also inducted this year. You guys are on the senior committee. You, you got him through, and, and who was also deceased. Or did Gene say a, a year ago? So, Goose, I'll, I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, Ronnie. Y- you approve of that practice? 
Well, like it or not, the policy is consistent. You know, and like you said, it's not that the Staber family was being singled out, but, uh, you know, there wasn't a stink when Stanfield didn't get it, wasn't a stink when Sale didn't get it, but now because of Stabler, there's a stink. Now, do I agree with the policy? No. I give the jacket to the team and the ring to the family, but that's the Hall's policy, and at least they've been consistent with it. Yeah, well, they have been, but, you know, that's the hobgoblin of small minds, as you know, who's some great philosopher who went to Dartmouth, I think, said that. Probably Clark, actually. You know, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, that's a good uh, idea that Goose has there. You know, you could display the, the jacket in the Team Hall of Fame or wherever in team offices, uh, and the family gets the ring. And then if they want to fight over the ring, you know, let them fight. I mean, that's that's their own business. That's not the Hall's business, uh, which was going on with the Stable family. But uh, I think one of the reasons it's it's, you know, gotten – publicity is because of who snake was you know now yeah. the irony is if you knew him as you did clark and certainly as i did this is the last thing that he would have wanted oh sure that's to be right. any part of I mean, well listen let me ask you this i mean do both of you guys want to make that sort of retroactive i mean you want to go back to all the, the yeah. hall of famers why not i mean you got a big anniversary coming up you know guys like uh my friend upton bell bert bell's son you know he's asked me a couple times i wonder how come we never got a bust all these guys get busts now you know but of course bert bell was in the first class well, he passed away, and then uh, I don't even know if they were handing him out at that point in time. But give everybody the same thing. What's the big deal? Goose, how far back do you want to go? Well, be consistent. If you're going to be consistent, if you're going to give it to one, give it to all. Okay. All right. Well, um, there can be, as you guys know, and, and Ron, you brought this up, extenuating circumstances. Um, for instance, when Derek Thomas of the Chiefs, when he passed away, he had a lot of dependents he left behind, uh, but no wife or really official family other than his mom. So the gold crest that the Hall gives to deceased and Chinese and the Stabler family got them, um, it was given to his mom. But sometimes, as in this instance, the mother and father are gone, and there are multiple family members, not all of whom may get along. So what do you do if and when you have multiple persons, let's say family members, obviously, um, each wanting a ring or jacket? Let's say, you know, we want nine of them. Uh, we want six <laughs> of them. Uh, how do you resolve that, Goose? Well, w one jacket, one ring. Team gets a jacket. Family gets the ring. I tell the family to vote on who gets the ring. When you get the result of that vote, give the person the ring, but not before. And I'd want documentation of that vote to avoid any and all future lawsuits. You don't want Ted Wells running that. <laughs> do you, do you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, how do you want to handle this thing? Uh, I mean, when you have multiple family members. Yeah, you know, it's kind of sad, really, that this is what, you know, our society has come to in so many different ways. But look, in, you take Kenny's case. You know, he'd been living with the same woman for many years. Mm -hmm. She's the one who cared for him uh, in his final days and final hours, which were very difficult. Look, ex-wives have already bled uh, guys out of enough. <laughs> you know, they want to look. There's a reason you're an ex-wife. You know, if you can't be with the uh, with the who you want to love, then you love the one you're with, I guess. And stay thank you, Stephen Stills. <laughs> yeah, and Kenny's <laughs> the king of that. Uh, but to me, you know, you give the 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 person who's clearly taking care of him at this terrible final days, and in his case. No one would dispute who that was. Yeah, and, and I think and, I agree and I like the jacket going to the team. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Well, I think it's a cool idea too. That the problem there too is, of course, is then you get uh, litigation involved, you get lawyers involved, and it becomes a mess. Um, but uh, we we've all heard from the hall on this subject, and and you guys saw a letter from two of um, Stabler's relatives, and a letter they wrote saying that they had no problem with the hall stance. I guess the bottom line here, guys, is this much ado about nothing, or, or does this demand? a change in what the Hall's doing with deceased inductees. Is it demanding of, of some kind of action here, Goose? Well, as we all know, the Hall doesn't move quickly on any kind of change. 
you know, again, my position is clear, one jacket, one ring, and I, I don't think the Hall is going to embrace that. I think they'll cling to their current policy as long as possible, much like the Sydney Sayo uh, thing a year ago. I think this will blow over and they'll move on without changing anything. Yeah, I think Goose is probably right, uh, Clark. You know, probably, and you're right, it probably is much ado about nothing because, frankly, much of the ado in the world these days is about nothing, it seems. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the <laughs> thing I found uh, troubling was that the Hall would issue or, or, uh, or send out these uh, responses from certain family members. Right. Uh, the supportive ones. You know, I sent Joe Horgan, the head of the Hall, uh, the uh, executive vice president of the Hall, a note saying, when are you going to release the ones from the other wing of the family? Uh, you know, why get into that? I mean, here they are. They, they, they don't want to give out the jacket or the ring. Now you really have opened up a, a can of worms, you know, that, that probably was unnecessary. And, frankly, that part was done to make them look better. And, and I don't think that's leadership. Well, Goose, I, I, I'll agree with you on, on your idea. I think it's a good one. And uh, I'm just wondering what you addressed here earlier, the chances that something happens here. I mean, you, you don't think it's anything's going to happen, that the policy won't change. But, uh, you know, there's been a big stink, at least, about this, and we've got several people weighing in, including um, coaches, owners. Um, is this simply going to pass, or do you think there's actually enough here that the Hall reexamines or changes its policy? Well, I think I think it was an even bigger stink on the Sydney sale when they didn't let her talk. That was yeah. bigger than this, and nothing changed. So I don't see anything changing here. No, I mean, I think, you know, we, look, we all know how the Hall works and what they value. It would change if... People who write checks uh, <laughs> called up and said, we're going to stop writing checks if you don't take care of this matter. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that's unlikely to be the case because of it. As Goose says, you know, Clark, I mean, this, these guys move about the same speed as the rotation of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> or the same speed as you do when we have that 40-yard time there, Ronnie. <laughs> that's right. I'm a 40-foot time guy myself. There you go. Well, I, I don't like the chances of anything happening here either. But what I do like, guys, is our chances of at least taking a break, which is what we're going to do now. Up next... Some mid-season awards. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. Hey, this is Brian Mitchell, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. 
Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. We're just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, you guys vote Tuesday? Ron, Goose, you guys vote? Yes, yes sir. Yes, voted sir. early. Miss right. it. Last week. Long Last lines? Week. How'd it go? Long lines? Walked in and out. Steady, but not terribly long in my place. They, uh, but it was probably going to heat up you know, later in the day after work. Yeah, well, we, we voted here, too. In fact, you know, um, Ron, you'd understand this, uh, since you live in the Northeast. I, I wanted to vote for someone I thought could save us when we need it most, and you know what? I did. I voted for Montreal's Carey Price. <laughs> Thank you very Where much. Where was he in that 10-0 game? Yeah, <laughs> he was on the bench. Up. Al Montoya was in the cage. <laughs> Derek Burns won't let me forget that. Uh, so anyway. Let the uh, world explode? <laughs> yeah. I was actually in my car with my son coming back from hockey practice, and uh, we get we have serious radio in there, and they have all the hockey games. You know, so we put, yeah. the, we put the game on. It was already like five to nothing. <laughs> My son was like, what? I said, yeah, oh, man, had Montoya no kept, Yeah, Montoya kept looking at the bench like, when are you going to pull me? What, you're going to be pulled for Carey Price? Uh-uh, he's playing tomorrow night. He's playing tomorrow night against Philadelphia. No, we're not pulling you. But, uh, no, that didn't go over well except in the Derek Burns household. He's a Columbus Blue Jackets guy. Um, anyway, it's election week. Yep. And it's Veterans Week. And since we're resourceful here on the Talk of Fame Network, we thought we'd combine the two elections and veterans and run a mid-season poll of the few, the proud, the Raiders. Now we have some experience here, guys. All of us are involved in the NFL's postseason awards. You know that. It's run by the AP. So we figured, why not get involved in mid-season awards? It makes sense, right? Especially if we can run that election, or as Donald Trump says, rig that election. And that's just what we're going to do. We're going to run an election here. We're not only going to vote, but will we, we will salute veterans like Tom Brady, 
Matt Ryan, and anyone, Ron, for your benefit, in the 510 area code. And I think I know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir, the greatness of the Raiders. The greatness. So, Derek, do me a favor. Strike up that Dartmouth College marching band. That's right, it's Dartmouth College. We've given the Michigan State Band a timeout for bad behavior by its football team. But, but Goose, it returns when the Spartans win another game, which means, of course, it'll be back next week. Rutgers is next on your schedule. And the only team worse than the Scarlet Knights, Goose? Wald Anderson's officiating crew. I don't know about that. Rutgers visits <laughs> East Lansing, steaming from what that other Michigan team did doing that 78 78- Zero, run it up the buckle, orchestrated by Jim Harbaugh a month ago. Thanks, yeah. Jim. Yeah, that was nice. Okay, let's get straight to our midseason awards. That's how we're going to do it. Let's do it and start with Coach of the Year. Who do you guys have? Goose? Jack Del Rio. Ron? Agreed. Jack Del Rio. Okay. Well, I agree with you as well. And that's the song of the midseason. But I noticed uh, Bill Belichick and Jason Garrett on neither of your lists. You want to tell me why quickly, Goose? This is easy. Raiders have no defense, no pass rush, and they are the most penalized team in football by a wide margin, yet they have the second-best record in the AFC at 7-2. and two. You know, outside of Brown and myself, no one saw this coming. <laughs> no, it's, it's, Congratulations, it's guys. It's true. I think Del Rio has really given a focus to the team that's uh, been out of focus like Mr. Magoo for so long. I can't remember the last time they could see straight, you know. He's managing a young quarterback who's, who's really in letting them, you know, take chances. Uh, but not crazy ones. And I think he's just kind of brought an overall toughness and, uh, and belief in themselves that they had no reason to have. By the way, that would be Jack Del Rio, friend of the show. Next up, Offensive Rookie of the Year. How about them Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott? How about them Cowboys, Dak Prescott? Ah, wow, you shocked me there, Ron. I thought this was I'm a, a slam dunk guy. for Ezekiel. Well, I thought this was a slam dunk for uh, Zeke Elliott. Why, why Prescott over Zeke Elliott? Well, I think the kids come from uh, no place. Well, actually, Mississippi State, which is right next to no place. <laughs> down there. You know, he's taking the league by storm. He's taking the, the, the Cowboys by storm in one of the toughest jobs in America, being the quarterback of the Cowboys. Uh, I think he's been under control most of the time, decisive, didn't crack when things went bad for him a couple weeks ago. And, look, quarterbacks are the story in today's NFL, so that makes Dak Prescott my story. Goose, what's your story? Yeah, I think uh, Elliott makes Prescott better. The Cowboys lead the league in time of possession with over 33 minutes for two reasons. The legs of Elliott, they control the clock, and Prescott doesn't turn the ball over. You know, he's only thrown two Agreed. interceptions in eight games. You know, But I think uh, much like uh, I thought DeMarco Murray was the MVP of the league in 2014, I think Elliott is the guy that makes this thing go here in Dallas. Agree on both counts, Goose. I, I voted for uh, DeMarco Murray that year, as a matter of fact. Okay. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Atlanta middle linebacker Deion Jones. Neon Deion Jones. Really? Well, for me, it's Yannick Ngakwe of the Jaguars. <laughs> I have to look that up three <laughs> times. Get it. <laughs> who? What do you mean, who? Come on. Hey, man. wait a minute. Dude's Neither a one boy. of you mentioned Joey Bosa. Come on. I mean, he missed the first four games, yet he's... Seems to be the best guy out of there. Goose, you want to explain your choice? Yeah, Jones is a second-round pick out of LSU, leads the Falcons in tackles in a top-ten run defense. He's intercepted two passes, returning 190 yards for a touchdown against New Orleans, and the other 42 free yards for, for against San Diego, his victims, Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers, and his Falcons are sitting in first place. Ron, I'd ask you to explain your choice, but actually I'll ask you to pronounce your choice. Yannick 
in Goway. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, four sacks, three forced fumbles, an interception. The dude, he's a disruptive force, and, and that's what that defense needed, and it needs more disruptive forces. But even with the focus on him, very few people have been able to block him. That boy can play football. Okay, we've got a few more here, so let's get to him. In Goway. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive player of the year, Gooseman. Ezekiel Elliott. Ronnie. Uh, Homer. Matty Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Homer. This, this, one's easy. <laughs> this one's easy for me. Homer, Brady. Done more in four games than most guys do in eight. Uh, Goose, explain it. Again, his legs have been able the Cowboys to dominate the NFC with a rookie quarterback. He leads the NFL in rushing. The Cowboys are controlling the ball, like I said, over 33 minutes. Green Bay leads the NFL in run defense. Elliott slapped 157 on him. Ronnie? Well, to me, uh, you know, Matt Ryan's been the force behind the Falcons. He's got 23 touchdown passes with four picks. Uh, leads the league with 119 quarterback rating. He's on pass to throw for 5,960 yards. Matty Ice is hot. Defensive player of the year. Eric Kendricks. Who plays Vaughn? defense anymore? <laughs> Vaughn Miller. If I have to pick somebody, nobody plays defense. Oh, no Marcus allowed. Peters, Goose? No, I'll go with the best player on the best defense, and that's Vikings middle linebacker Kendricks. He's leading tacker on a defense that has allowed the fewest points in the league, and he also scored a 77-yard touchdown and an interception against Tennessee. No Von Miller, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, uh, to be, look, even with every opponent focusing on him, he's, got, uh, he's been impactful all season. He's got nine and a half sacks in nine games. He's uh, forced a fumble. He's got 25 tackles. I mean, he is a force that you got to reckon with. Okay. Save the best for last year, guys. MVP, midseason MVP, Gooseman. Derek Carr. Ronnie. Ditto. Explanation, Gooseman. No quarterback in the NFL is carrying a heavier burden. He can't afford any mistakes, and he's not making them. Ronnie, quick now. Yeah. Uh, look, and Patriots are 3-1 and one with nobody and nobody's backup, so it's not Brady. Where would Raider Nation be without Derek Carr? They'd be back in Hades. Las Vegas. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. That was terrific. So sit down, take a break, and get ready for what's next. Because what's next is Gronk. Yes, Patriots tight end. Rob Gronkowski is coming up. After this, you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. Hi, this is O.J. Anderson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. 
The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means I should have been on the phone 15 minutes ago. I need the money. Smart man. You should listen to Ron Borges. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Hey, Rob Gronkowski is our next guest, and he may be the most dangerous man in pro football, both on the field and well, on the party scene. In his sixth NFL season, he already is a four-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, and winner of the Comeback Player of the Year before the age of 27. In 2011, you might remember, he set the single-season record for touchdowns by a tight end with 17, as well as a single-season receiving record for yards by a tight end with 1,327. In his first six seasons, he has a franchise best 68 touchdowns. Only two tight ends in NFL history have had more in their entire careers. And to me, just as remarkable, this year, he averages a staggering 22 yards per catch. Rob Gronkowski, thanks for joining us. Hello, how are you guys doing? Doing good, Rob. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, you have this tremendous, you know, I, I'm a dinosaur, as you know, uh, and was around when receivers were averaging 18 yards, 19 yards, occasionally even 20 yards. That doesn't really happen anymore. The game has changed. But here you are averaging, you know, at the moment over 20 yards a catch. What do you attribute that to, and does it astound you at all that you have that kind of average? Uh, I mean, it's pretty wild. I mean, I really, as a football player, I mean, I really don't, like, look at that type of stuff, like the stats like that, like that I'm averaging 22 yards per catch. I mean, Basically, I've been just doing what I've been doing every since I've been with the Pagers. I mean, I just prepare every single week, and I try to go out on Sundays just to be the best player I can to help out the team. But I like, I just feel like in the last few games, it's just it's just fallen in place that where, like the catches I'm getting, the yardage I'm getting, that is just adding up to be uh, 22 yards per catch. I mean, I just, I mean, I feel like there's nothing really that I changed this year. It's just happened to fall like that uh, right now. I mean. Just been working hard at practice and just taking one week at a time. So just trying to keep it up, man. Hey, Rob, not many guys of 27 have already been comeback player of the year as well as <laughs> the most dominant tight end in the NFL. What did you learn about the game because of your injuries, and did you have to change your approach or style? Uh, you learn a lot about the game when you get an uh, injury. I mean, first off, when you get the game taken away from you, uh, it just makes you appreciate it that much more uh, when you're sitting there you're watching your teammates that you've been working hard with or you see them grinding every single week uh, out on the field, uh, making plays and stuff and, and celebrating with each other. I mean, and you're at home just sitting there. I mean, it just makes you want to make sure you just miss the game, miss that feeling of being in the, in the locker room out on the field, uh, going to war with your buddies 
um, every single week um, out, out there on the field. So it just makes you appreciate the game and just makes you love the game uh, that much more when you get it taken away from you. And uh, it just makes that grind effort too, just that putting all that rehab in, uh, all that time, uh, all the months, all week, all the weeks of just grinding hard to get back to healthy just makes you appreciate the game and how much goes into it uh, to be successful every single week. Hey, Rob, and, and we're talking with Rob Gronkowski, the New England Patriots on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. But, um, Rob, a lot of people talk about the, the difficult physical matchups that you create. Uh, my question is, how much of your success ha- has been physical, and how much of that is part of the mental side of the preparation of the Patriots passing game? It's both, definitely. I mean, you just can't, you just can't show up uh, even if you're physically faster, physically bigger, physically stronger then everyone you just can't show up and just think you got it like that it takes a lot of mental preparation too you got to be able to think while you're out on the football field and use your athletic abilities so it really starts in practice starts in the meetings uh, getting down the plays so when you get out there in the field you're not thinking if you're thinking you lose some athletic ability i feel like uh, because you're thinking too much and you can't really just go with the flow so it all starts in the meetings getting the plays down and going out to the practice field and executing it so when game time comes uh you don't you right when you break the huddle you know what you're going to do you can run full speed you can use everything that you have because you're not really worrying because you got it all down in practice you're becoming kind of known for that sort of mental side of the game adjusting your routes you and and, and brady seem to be on the same page a lot of times has it surprised you how much uh, the mental side is involved in pro football rob and and is it something you enjoy that part of preparation or is it more drudgery to lead you to being successful i would definitely say it's it's definitely surprised me uh for sure how much mental part of football there really is uh, i mean i really didn't really get get into the mental part i would say like knowing how important it is until a couple of years into the nfl i mean obviously like my rookie year i always just thought it was always just physical physical activity just going in thinking that if you just work hard just get big get strong that it's just going to come. But as our time went on, being under all the coaches here, Coach Belichick, learning from Tom, you definitely see how much the mental part of the game means. And I felt like sometimes I couldn't get open. And I'm like, why can't I get open? I'm faster, bigger than that guy. And it just makes total sense. Like, I just didn't really – couldn't figure out the coverages, where to sit. Tom didn't want to really throw it to me in practice sometimes because I wasn't sitting <laughs> in the right area. I didn't know the coverages. You know what I mean? So as time goes on, I was starting to realize that the mental part of football is huge. It's just as big uh, as the physical part of football. And just knowing where to go, where to sit in the zone, how to get open off of man, man coverage, uh, when to stop, when time to throw you the ball. It's just definitely a huge part of the game. It starts in meetings and practice field. Rob, what's the most exotic thing any defense has done to try to stop you? Uh, Just... uh, Coming right off the line, just getting clamped right off the line. Two guys right there, just to clamp you right off the line so you can't get off. It happened a few times in the red zone, so that's pretty wild when that happens. <laughs> what do you do when that happens? You just yell at the referee, you yell at them? Uh, I just, I just hopefully just watch my other teammates make a play. That's, that's what's satisfying <laughs> about the game. Just, if I get clamped and, uh, and someone else scores a touchdown, man, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I felt like I did my job. Took two guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, earlier you, you talked about learning from Tom Brady, and we're speaking with Rob Gronkowski of the Patriots, but you talked about learning from Tom Brady. What, what's the most significant lesson you gained from him? 
I mean, throughout the years, I would say um, the most significant lesson is consistency. It's not just going out to out there one time and making a great play just one time and thinking you just have it. It's about preparing every single week, week in, week out, uh, every Sunday, uh, days off going and preparing and learning. So it's just about the consistent rate of, um, of being ready and being prepared for every single week. Because we're kind of, uh, on this show, very interested in the history of the game and the Hall of Fame, and we're all Hall of Fame voters, we wonder a lot about different guys and positions. And I'm wondering, in your case, is there a tight end or a, or several tight ends that you modeled any of your game after, number one? And number two, being a young guy, I don't know if you'll know the answer to this, but you know John Mackey, who he is? you know anything much of anything about him, who was a great tight end back uh, then? Yes, I mean, I, I definitely know John Mackey uh, for sure. He's, one of the one of the great tight ends out there now that to live in uh and there's, there's a Mackey Award in college football to mm-hmm. given to the it's correct, it's still called the Mackey Award given yep. to the top tight end every single year. Yep. Uh that too. So I never re- I never seen him play though. Uh, but obviously from all the awards that named after him and everything there uh he, he just had to be a terrific tight end that played the game. Is there a guy you modeled your game after or did you study any particular tight ends to to Figure out your own game. Uh, growing up, I was um, I was a big uh, Jeremy Shockey fan, Tony Gonzalez, and uh, Antonio Gates. Loved watching those players play. I never really had like one guy. I always wanted to be like my own self, my own type of player. And I never had one guy where it was like, oh, I want to be like that guy. Everything mm-hmm. to Zach T. No, I just I just like this. I liked those three players big time growing up. Loved watching them. Uh, and love learning, learning from them, watching their game. But I like also watching a lot of other tight ends too, because every tight end, everyone's different. Everyone does something different, and you can learn stuff off. I, um, as of right now, too, watching film with Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, uh, Antonio Gates. I uh, love Gates, and just seeing what they do to get open and take what they do to get open can try to apply it into your game too, just to get better. So I love studying up another tight ends and getting better from that hey rob we don't watch much film here but we are watching the clock and we're out of time <laughs> so we got to run but thanks so much for the time and best of luck with the rest of the season thanks rob all right guys thanks, appreciate man. it appreciate it man that was new england tight end and bon vivant rob gronkowski up ahead why former philadelphia and cincinnati linebacker bill Berge deserves to be in the hall of fame or at least in the hall of fame conversation you're listening to the talk of fame network Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, mm, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI. 
artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Talking about winners, you're talking about Geico. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you should have been dialing your phone 15 minutes ago, my friend. You are correct, sir. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Hey, before we get to Rick, uh, I want to see what you guys think or thought about what uh, Hall of Fame candidate, and I'm talking about uh, former Colts receiver Reggie Wayne, said about a Hall of Fame slam dunk, and that's your Tom Brady, Ron. Essentially, uh, Reggie Wayne called him, well, he called the same name Charles Taylor did on our show about a year and a half ago, a cheater, saying he couldn't be named a league MVP because he was caught cheating. And Ron, you're in the middle of it up there in New England. What's your take on this? Uh, you agree with Reggie? People up there agree? They, they get upset about what's going well, on? Well, people up here don't agree. You can bet on that. They're pretty upset about it. But look, Reggie played with a guy for a little bit. You know, yeah, I know uh, he did. And uh, so he know him better than, uh, uh, than I would about the size of Brady's balls. And uh, it's probably <laughs> deflated or inflated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what it tells me is that there are a lot of Tom Brady's peers who just feel that he's a little suspect. Uh, and I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. And I'm not saying I'm certainly not saying that those same guys would say he's not a Hall of Famer because I don't believe they would. But I think there's a little more work here than jealousy. I just think that there's a number of players and coaches and NFL people who don't trust him and don't trust the Patriots to operate on the up and up. Which, Ron, frankly, makes me feel kind of down and down. And you I should know see. better. Tom Brady has no peers. Yeah. Goose, to his credit, Tom Brady, who has no peers, stayed above the fray. <laughs> he did. Um, he called uh, Reggie Wayne a Hall of Famer, and he said, yeah, which are the best? Uh, I guess that's a lot easier <laughs> when you're on the best team in the league and having one of your best seasons ever, right? Uh, really? Above the fray? Hey, the less Tom Brady, Tom Brady says about Deflategate, the better. If he brings it up, he's going to have to defend himself. He tried that at one press conference, and it was a disaster, as Ron may recall. Yeah, but he didn't bring it up. Somebody brought it up to him. They asked him the question about Reggie Wayne. So. Hey, let me bring something up to you. I thought the best team in the league would be the reigning Super Bowl champion. Who? I'm just saying. Denver? No. You want, to, you want Denver to play against New England today? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take that. Well, Don they're going to play them in about a month, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, how about will. the I, one team that's won seven in a row? Uh, oh, Who's that? That Who's would that? be oh. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Well, never a dull team. moment when uh, Tom Brady or our Rick Goslin is involved. And, and speaking of no dull moments, Gooseman, uh, you're here as advertised to push someone for the Hall of Fame. And no... It's not Reggie Wayne, and it's not Tom Brady. Because you wrote this week about former linebacker Bill Berge on our website, talkofhamnetwork.com, and you explained why in great detail and marvelously, I thought, uh, why you believe he's a Hall of Fame. 
uh, candidate and why he's Hall of Fame worthy. So you want to tell us what you like about the guy? Sure. This, there wasn't a middle linebacker more valued in the 1970s than Bill Berge. The Bengals traded him to the Philadelphia Eagles in 1974 for two first-round draft picks and a second. Yes, that's three premium picks for someone who chases the football, not handles it. Then the Eagles made him the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL in 1976 with a four-year million-dollar contract. Now, this in an era of Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, and the Steel Curtain. Unfortunately for Berge, his career has not been held in the same high regard by the Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee, which has never voted him to the semifinals, much less the finals. He deserves better. He was a second-round draft pick in 1969 of the Bengals, who became a walk-in starter as a rookie and the franchise's first Pro Bowl defender in his second year, helping the Bengals win their first-ever division title. He went to five Pro Bowls in the 70s, and his 48 career takeaways ranked third all-time among the middle linebackers behind only Ray Lewis and Dick Butkus. You know, the, the Bengals are notoriously tight fiscally under Paul Brown, so Berge signed a futures contract with the Florida Blazers of the World Football League that would take effect when his NFL contract expired at the end of the 75 season. His signing bonus alone doubled his salary from the Bengals. So Brown shipped his disgruntled employee to Philadelphia, a team floundering without an identity. In his first season, he intercepted a career five passes and was voted the team MVP. The following season, the Eagles went 11-3 to win their first division title since 1960. He was a first-team All-Pro and Pro Bowler in each of those two seasons in Philadelphia. He returned to the Pro Bowl in 76, 77, 78, but his trips to Hawaii came to an end in 1979 when he suffered a season-ending knee injury in the third game. He spent the offseason rehabilitating his knee and returned in 1980 to help the Eagles go 12-4 and reach the Super Bowl. But at 36 years of age, he retired after the season, and his career was forgotten by the Hall of Fame Selection Committee. It shouldn't have been. Bill Berge deserves better. Well, there is that whistle, and I'm not sure if that's a two-minute warning or it's just another holding call. I, I think it's the two-minute warning. So, well, let's get to it, guys. Let's get to the two-minute drill. Gooseman, you got this week's questions. Let's get to them. Only 12 NFL teams have winning records. Is that parody, mediocrity, or Roger Goodell's death wish for his league? It's Super Bowl number seven for Tom Brady. It's stinkability. If everybody <laughs> is the same, nobody's great. Let's make American football great again. Let's learn how to tackle. Can you screw up a rough and kicker call any worse than referee Wolf Anderson did in the Buffalo-Seattle game? Yes, you can. You can bungle Deflategate, which the Three Stooges, a.k.a. Walt, Roger, and Ted Wells, did. Only if your eyes are stitched shut and your brain has been hit repeatedly with a hammer. <laughs> Speaking of kickers, Blair Walsh led the NFL last season with 34 field goals. Now the Vikings are shopping for a new kicker. Has anyone's star fallen faster than his? Uh, yeah. Have you met Kahootek? <laughs> Who tech? Who that tech? Uh, John Maron, that was a kicker's fault, too. Never trust men who work with their feet. What? The, the Cowboys have a two-game lead in the NFC East and a one-and-a-half-game lead in the NFC. Is there a Cowboys-Patriots Super Bowl in our future? Oh, the NFL can only hope, Goose, man. It's the one game that would do the improbable. Boost ratings. Wrong. Beware the Raiders and the Joneses. Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott Ness, or Elliott Gould? Win, Elliott. WCBS New York. <laughs> oh, good one. Elliot Ness and Ezekiel Elliott better hope that Elliot Ness is not tracking him down. <laughs> Jeff Fisher says he's, quote, not uncomfortable at all about his future as Rams coach. What's your comfort level with his future? Eh, about the same as my comfort level with the Blair Walsh project. Ouch. If I had his money, I'd be comfortable too. <laughs> 
The Falcons gave GM Thomas Dimitrov a three-year contract extension. He's now entitled to feel, quote, not uncomfortable at all with his employment. Is he? Yeah, because there's always a job waiting for him at Home Depot. <laughs> he's entitled to feel not uncomfortable because he's going to get paid for three more years, regardless of whether the Falcons soar or crash. The Giants shared league low with 11 sacks. Any second thoughts about the $85 million they spent on pass rusher Olivier Vernon this offseason? Yes, sir. They wanted a tough guy, but they thought they were signing Oliver North. <laughs> I see they're probably on their uh, about eighth thought. They played eight games, haven't they? The Steelers also share the league low with 11 sacks. Any second thoughts about letting Dick LeBeau go as coordinator? Yes, again. We need him next month for Christmas bedtime stories. I'd say no. It's very hard for a 79-year-old man to get to the quarterback. <laughs> That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we have special teamers galore with Billy White Shoes Johnson and Brian Mitchell, both of whom could be, should be, on the Hall of Fame radar. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, this is Brian Mitchell, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, you're going to have special teams ace Brian Mitchell and our dissection of Monday night's officiating crew. And spoiler alert, you might want to hold your nose. But first... Our next guest not only made his mark by playing football, he made it by dancing with one. Yes, Billy White Shoes Johnson was voted the greatest kick and punt returner in the first 75 years of NFL history. But he's just as well known for the funky chicken, a dance he first made public at Tiny Widener College and then took 
to the NFL? I just say, no, not really, because almost everyone dances. But what is unusual is that despite being a three-time All-Pro selection and two-time All-Decade choice, he remains the only, the only member of the NFL's 75th anniversary team not inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So we've asked him to come on today to talk about it, and you know what? He's agreed. Billy, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Billy, let's uh, go start right at the end. Uh, as, as Clark pointed out, you're the only member of the 75th anniversary team not inducted into the Hall now that punter Ray Guy finally was elected. Why do you think the best return specialist in 75 years is still on the outside looking in? You know, I, I, I think things change. Your riders and voters change, and I think some of the ones that are on the board now uh, probably don't know real history of the NFL and just, you know, didn't look back in the years and, and recognize. I mean, it, it, it happens. I don't get upset. I don't lose any sleep over it. Billy, why, why do you think there is a bias against, one, special teamers, and two, return specialists? You know, that's something I try to figure out. And just talking to other people, basically it's one of those things that I don't know if they know how important special teams are in a game. For instance, Ray Guy. Ray was a game changer. He would kick the ball mile, a mile high and give his coverage team a chance to get down, surround it, so there weren't any returns. It was so impactful that, you know, he was a weapon, an offensive weapon, a defensive weapon, should I say. And I guess, you know, when you look at it, over the years you've got good people doing it, but I guess they don't look at the emphasis in that part of the game. We're speaking with Billy White Shoes Johnson on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And on Twitter, at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Billy mentioned Ray Guy being a game changer. You were a game changer, too. And it just strikes me as um, puzzling that the best return specialist in the first 75 years is kept out of the hall by the same board that voted him the best return specialist in the 70, first 75 years. So my question is, if, if I put you in front of our board today, what would you tell us to convince, convince us that you belong in Canton? Well, at the time that I was playing, it was one of those things that you look around the league, uh, we always use that as an offensive weapon. Uh, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed returning punts, returning kickoffs. More importantly, you know, I didn't know this until it was brought to my attention, but I was on all two all-decade teams, and how many people have done that? Exactly. That itself should say something, should hold weight. Hey, Billy, do you think you belong? Yeah, I do. I mean... But, of course, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are we. I'm biased. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, another two years, I'm going to be all universe, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Bill. I got, I got an old friend who always tells me the older we get, uh, the more we've become all coast, almost. You know, every, everybody's 10% better, you know. But, uh, you're, you're, uh, hey, hey, you're right. You're right. Here's, here's how I look at it. I am honored just to be talking to you guys about the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's a big-time honor. And I would try and sell my case, and if they didn't believe it, they didn't like it, that's fine. You know, just to be recognized as, uh, as a thought for being selected to the Hall of Fame is, is something else in itself. Well, you know, one of the things, obviously, that you were famous for, as we pointed out, the white shoes. Where did the white shoes come from, and, and how did that sort of start? Well, you know, really, Joe probably was, Joe Nagel was probably the person to wear white shoes in the professional ranks. When I did, I was in high school. It was a challenge from a good friend of mine. We're sitting on my uh, porch one day, and we started talking about that, and 
Of course, Jimmy Ray was at Michigan at that time, and we were talking about some of the quarterbacks who we thought were flashy, pretty good. And he said, if you think you're so good, why don't you wear white shoes? And I think he was setting me up to get my butt kicked by our coach because he was pretty <laughs> pretty adamant about no frills and no thrills, just play hard and those football. So we go to training camp. Well, first of all, I did get my shoes uh, dyed white. I had uh, two pair at that time. I took them to a nice little uh, Italian cobbler. Boy, he knew how to make those <laughs> shoes look really good. And so I took him to training camp with us, and first day, didn't no big deal. But the next day, he said, hey, looked over, saw me, told me to come to him, and he asked me, hey, what is that? I said, come shoes. He said, uh, why are you wearing them? I didn't know what to do. And the, next thing I thought, the only thing I could say was they made me run faster. He said, okay, we'll see. So we had a scrimmage that day, and I scored about two or three with, uh, against another team, and uh, I've been wearing them ever since. Now, <laughs> what really happened was in, throughout the season, we had a, uh, we're playing against the number one defense in our county, and I scored seven touchdowns. And Mr. Ed Gephardt was the one who gave me the name Blazing Billy White Shoes. But the blazing was dropped in college, and I just became Billy White Shoes. <laughs> and that's the story of how I became known as Billy White Shoes. Billy, you were a, you were a 15th-round draft choice the Oilers in 1974. That, that's eight more rounds than they even have today. When you arrived, did you believe you could play in the NFL? You know, really, I did. I truly did. You know, at that time, I think it was uh, Abner Haynes in the league and uh, Jerry Levias was in the league. And some one of the scouts was coming around, the area scouts coming around and was telling me about them. And I thought I was tough enough because I was a running back at Widener College. <laughs> at 155, <laughs> 50 pounds. I thought I, was, thought I was tough enough to play in the NFL. And when they said, well, you might have some interest because I was also a track guy. And they liked what they saw. So I just said, well, listen, nothing venture, nothing gain. But if I, if I were to be given an opportunity, you know, I thought I could play play in the NFL. And again, I had nothing to lose, so that made it even better. Hey, Billy, I mentioned at the top about the funky chicken. How did that come to be your trademark? And of all these sort of end zone celebrations, because it seems as if you gave birth to a whole generation of end zone celebrations, which one, other than the funky chicken, do you like the best? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I like Ocho Cinco when he would take the pom-poms and do his little dance and stuff. I liked uh, 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 at that time. Icky Shuffle, his was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. You had to have some good choreographed footwork to do that. There's a couple more. Uh, I like uh, Joe Horn. I, I love Joe Horn when he, what he did in the end zone was put the uh, phone in the, uh, <laughs> in the, uh, near the uh, goalpost. I mean, near, near the, uh, yeah, goalpost and took right. it out when he scored. Oh, yeah. But right. as far as dancing concerned, uh, Elmo, I mean, not Elmo. Yeah, Elmo ran in place, by the way. Elmo was the one who always said he was the first one. But I, but I digress. But I think the the other one I really liked a lot was Icky Shuffle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, well, how'd the Funky Chicken come to be your trademark? We were playing a, a rival team of ours years ago when I was a sophomore or junior in the college, and they said some things about, you know, bulletin board materials, and they were going to go up to another division. And, you know, so I went out there. We were talking. I said, guys, if I score, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dance. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They said, you're not going to do it. And so we put a wager on it. <laughs> and it was crazy because they dared me. And uh, when I scored, I danced. I, you know, I just had to be true to my word. 
And what happened was the guy said, oh, oh you ain't going to do it again. So one week led to another week. And one thing I like, I mean, I was glad that I was able allowed to do it. But Coach Bill Manlove said, just don't taunt anybody. Don't try to belittle them or, you know, or point a finger at them, at them and make them, and be offensive. So I just used to go to the corner of the end zone, do my dance. You know, the people around in the uh, area started liking They started coming out to see why. And that's how the dance got started, because of a rival team and, a, and the wager. <laughs> well, thanks for giving it to us, Billy. And you know what? Thanks for the memories. And thanks for the time today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And like, hey, let, now that you got me interested, let's keep working, okay? You got it. That's a deal. That's a deal. We're on it. We're on it. Thanks, thanks, Billy. If I ever get in, I'll dance for you. There we go. (laughs) I love me too. I'll dance with you. Thanks, Billy. The ballot box, guys. I want to see this. Oh my God. Thanks, Billy. Thank you, guys. That was Billy White Shoes Johnson. Coming up, more proof that another official is just not what we need. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Talk of Fame Network's also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Steve Mariucci, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road then wouldn't a long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website? Mm, Not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, Artificial Design Intelligence, 
that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents. I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this? Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know something you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we sometimes do a weekly Hall of Fame and Shame segment on this program, but there's really no point this week because the Hall of Shame just ran a nationally televised infomercial for uh, Who Needs the Good When We Have the Bad and Ugly event, otherwise known as, guys, Monday Night Football, the Buffalo-Seattle game. God almighty. I'm sure, it did. I'm sure both of you watched it. Um, in just a hunch, but I'm sure both of you were as dazed and confused as Rex Ryan Goose. Were you? Yeah, you saw how a blown officiating call impacted oh. the re- result of a game. If Walt Anderson's crew got the call right at the end of the first half, that becomes a three-point game on Buffalo's final drive, and the Bills only need a field goal to force overtime instead of a touchdown to win it. When you blow a game like that, it demands an NFL suspension of the crew. Oh, wow, Ronnie, I got two words for that, a crew, P. You. Yeah, no, that was terrible. Uh, I think it's also a little bit of a result of uh, too much thinking and not enough, you know, just dealing with what's in front of you. I mean, their explanation that, you know, the, the play is halted and it was noisy and maybe Sherman didn't hear, hear it, you know. Okay, so what? So because he didn't hear it, you can pull out a shotgun and blast some guy in the <laughs> kneecap? I mean, what the heck are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and and it's noisy. It's always noisy in Seattle, Ron. I mean, right, and you know what? The if difference? you want. If he wanted to say so noisy he couldn't hear, now I've never heard that as an excuse for any anybody jumping offside. But okay, let's say that that's the case. Well, then it was unnecessary roughness. Yeah, there right. was a reason to flag him, you know, in ten different ways. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, let, let's go back to the beginning here, guys. And in the beginning, is an officiating department that really, to me, Goose, you've drawn attention to it, calls way too many fouls and is inconsistent, can't be trusted, and according to Dean Blandino, who is the league's uh, head of officials. May add an eighth. Yes, another official to try to correct the problem. Now, Goose, I I don't know, but it seems to me like that's not correcting it. It's just simply complicating. I mean, more officials equals more flags, right? Yeah, the fewer the flags, the better the game. The fewer the officials, the fewer the flags. The NFL is now averaging 14 penalties and 122 yards per game. That's a full penalty and 11 more, more yards than just two seasons ago. This league is headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I agree, Goose, and, and I'll be honest with you. You know, when people ask why ratings are down, I, I sometimes tell them the quality of the product. I mean, the quality of the product is just not as good, and, and it's not just that most of the teams aren't very good. It's that the officials aren't either. There's just Terrible. too many stoppages, 
too many conferences, no flow, and just and too many calls that make no sense. Ron, like like some of the ones Monday that we saw. Well, you're right, and and I I know I was watching a game on Sunday. I can't remember which one it was, but they called three straight penalties in the red zone. They moved the ball to the one. They moved it back to the to wherever it was the six. They moved it back to the one. Hell, just give them the point. I mean, it was the Raiders you, game. It was do, the Raiders game, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, they cannot possibly be. <laughs> Uh, if you're just going to throw a flag on every play, what are we doing? And and I and I think you're right about the flow of it. It becomes an irritant. Yeah. You know, they're too much if a part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Hey, give me Pete Morelli and his crew every week. Year in and year out, his crew is the most invisible on the field. They throw the fewest flags, assess the fewest penalties, and pretty much let the players decide the game. His crew has called only 83 penalties this season, 58 fewer than Brad Allen's crew in the same number of games like i said the best officials are the invisible ones yeah goose I, I agree with you there and you know here's the reason why because that was a good game on monday night and it had some drama to it but instead of talking about the game or the players we're talking about the officials there was drama there was drama after <laughs> was sherman drama, drilled right? the kicker well um simple question then um how How's a veteran ref like Walt Anderson, and he's been around for years, and he's a good official, but how's he bungle calls like that at the end of the first half? I mean, wasn't it just the, the uh, Richard Sherman calls we're talking about <laughs> when they couldn't get the clock right, and they're standing there over the ball, and it cl- down to zero, and they back off, and now they get them for delay of game. How does that crew, um, well, miss that shot? Let's go back to Richard Sherman, d- delivered on the final play. I mean, Dean Blandino, hello, somebody getting punished for incompetent behavior? I mean... Ron, Walt Anderson, that name uh, doesn't sit well with me. He was involved in Deflategate, and, um, you know, that cost Tom Brady four games. Yet we have officials who can't do their job, and maybe, just maybe Goose may cost Buffalo a game, and, and they are punished. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. Well, first off, will you let Deflategate go? No. That, no. that was cheating that went on behind closed <laughs> doors. Richard Sherman's cheating was seen in full view of the officiating crew, the record crowd in attendance, and the millions more watching on television. A big difference. Deflategate didn't cost a team a game. The blown Richard Sherman call did. Right, and I'll tell you this much. Walt Anderson did a better job at Deflategate than he did in that Seattle-Buffalo <laughs> game. I mean, God almighty. I mean, Even though he didn't know what gauges he used in Deflategate. I mean, you have a crew Which that totally that? misses, know. you know, assault and battery on a helpless kicker. Yeah. Uh, right. Then you can't get out of the way so they can snap the ball. <laughs> and your and your conclusion off of that is, well, let's penalize the team. Let's penalize the players. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, can can you imagine, and, and Goose, I, I, since you mentioned deflake it, I will invoke Tom Brady, for instance. Let's just say that someone jumps off sides and then spikes Brady. You think there's going to be a roughing the passer call or a personal call? Absolutely there's going to be. And this to me was the same thing. I mean, God, I, I was surprised when the <laughs> I, kicker got up. If, Clark, if that happened, I could hear the hammering – Outside of the stadium as they were building gallows. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. That would be outside exactly right. my house. <laughs> so, so Goose Man, uh, what needs to be done? I mean, you, you mentioned suspensions. Is that what you think needs to be done here? If well, I said, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I said at the very top, you got to suspend the crew. You look, every week you'll see a kicker miss a field goal and he gets cut. A guy fumble the kick, right. and he gets cut. There's no repercussions when you completely blow a call. I mean, this this directly cost Buffalo a game. That whole game changed if that field goal counts, which he, he put it through the uprights the first time before yeah, the timeout. Yeah. I mean, he completely changed the complexion of the game because he blew the call. You got to hold these guys responsible. They don't. They don't. They hold players responsible. 
hold the officials responsible. Anybody on the field should be held accountable for their actions. Ronnie? Man, this is like talking to that. Uh, listen oh, he's to getting that worked sheriff. up. Or, but it's like listening to that sheriff from Arizona. You know, that's that guy's <laughs> <laughs> But he's right. You know, I mean, look, they have no problem suspending this player and suspending that player and suspending some other player. Those guys officiated that game as if they were on weed. So, they, you know, they <laughs> immediately suspend them for that. Just say, obviously, you guys were tripping. You were on acid or something. You can't be here. And uh, and I'm still a believer, firm believer in. It's time to get rid of the rent-a-cops and have full-time officials. Well, okay, well, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because that would be my next question. And, and Goose, I'll start with you. And now, Ron, yeah, since you brought it up, I'll start with you. Um, sure. Blandino did say something last week about full-time officials. Um, you think that's going to alleviate the problem? I mean, well, isn't, this simply it, about, isn't this simply about officials knowing the rule book? I mean, you don't have to be full-time to know when you run into a kicker like that. It should be 15 yards. Well, agreed. But I, I just think, you know, if you're, if you're – uh, uh, you know, you can't serve uh, two masters, as it was say in the Bible in my biblical days. Uh, you know, look, you're either an NFL official or you're a lawyer or you're a doctor or you're a school principal or you're an Indian chief, uh, whatever it is you are. And this is a multi-billion dollar game that should be officiated by full-time officials. And they, they get a lot more work. They do a lot more film study, so forth and so on. It has to improve things to some uh, extent. And if you don't want to do that, you want to stay in your other job, then you didn't want to be an official that much in the first place. Goose, you're a full-time official? No, yeah, because there's no consistency. I mean, every crew calls it different. The coaches, right. the players don't know what kind of game they're going to get called from week to week. Well, as Lee Elia once said, guys, it's a disheartening, bleeping situation. What isn't disheartening, though, is that we continue our salute to special teams vets with former Washington star Brian Mitchell. He's just ahead. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't a long, straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then... Wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. 
This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Our next guest is one of the most prolific yardage producers in NFL history. Brian Mitchell is first all-time in kick return and punt return yards, second all-time in all-purpose yards, and second all-time in special teams touchdowns. He's also a member of that team. You just heard with the uh, song for Washington Redskins. He's on their 70th anniversary team, and he's in their ring of fame. But here's the problem. While he could run almost everywhere and anywhere, he had trouble getting to the Pro Bowl. He was voted in only once in 13 years, even though he was a three-time All-Pro, and he <laughs> can't get into the Hall of Fame. He's on the preliminary list this year for the class of 2017, but he hasn't been a semifinalist. Is that odd? Well, you know what? We think so. So we decided to ask him to come on here and talk about it. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. How are you doing, man? Good. Well, B. Mitch, your name is associated with two of the greatest players in NFL history. You're second all-time in all-purpose yards behind Jerry Rice, and you are one of only mm-hmm. two players in NFL history to lead the league in combined total yardage four times, trailing only my favorite football player of all time, Jim Brown, who did it five times. What should those numbers tell Hall of Fame voters about Brian Mitchell? Well, I think when you look at the uh, list of the top 20 people, when you begin to look at it, you don't see people try to act as if that guys on special teams just get a lot of free yards, but you don't see 20 people up there in the top. uh, I think it says longevity. It says being able to play and be good for a long time because normally they won't keep you around if you're not doing very uh, well and you're not effective at the job that you're doing. So I think when you look at that, uh, you see a guy who was productive over his whole career, and I helped my team win. You know, I, I think I was around a bunch of coaches who put a lot of emphasis on special teams, and they felt that what we did as special teams, whether stopping people from getting a lot of yards like Steve Tasker was very good at, or giving the offense the uh, ball in a good field position where it's going to be an easier chance or a higher percentage of them getting a touchdown or getting some points out of it. And I think I did a good job of that, you know, so – I hear a lot of people ask if special teams is not important, but every coach in every locker room, every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever a game is, is discussing special teams, so it's very important. Brian, you returned the first kick you ever touched for a touchdown in your very first preseason game with the Redskins as a rookie. Did you think, yeah. wow, this is easier than I thought it was going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, you know what, I, my mindset was going to the day, I, I'm going to try this out because they said they were going to put me as a return man. I was already offered a contract to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to go up there and play quarterback. So if it was going to be, if it was something that was very, I would say, difficult or, or if I got hit very hard or hurt, I probably would have ended up in our Canada. But after having that <laughs> success that early, it made me work hard at it. It made me want to do it. And I think uh, from that point, I went on to look at a lot of Mike Nam's film. Uh, Joe Howard Johnson was a returner here who began to teach me a lot about the art of returning. And then when Pete Rodriguez came in, Wayne said, also, he said, look, I'm going to give you a chance. You know, once you get the ball in your hand, I said, coach, I never caught a punt. He said, but once you get the ball in your hand, you know what to do with it. And I began to learn a lot after practice with Joe. But once Pete got here, he taught me the art of being a returner. You know, not just worrying about the big return, but making the proper catch, fielding the ball when I should, not letting balls hit the ground. If a ball is on the ground, if I can get down on it and give it to the offense in a better field position, do that. Don't let it roll against your team. So I played the game more as a a team player, but I did have success because I I never did nothing that was going to just work against the team. 
We're speaking with Brian Mitchell on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And, Brian, since you mentioned earlier special teams, you were talking about Tasker, uh, I want to ask you a question here. Um, there really seems to be a blind spot among Hall of Fame selectors towards special teams. I mean, there are only two special mm-hmm. teamers that are in there. I mean, Jan Stenrud, as you know, and Ray Guy. Yeah, yeah, Ray it took, Guy. yeah but it took Ray Guy over 25 years to get in, the greatest punter of all time. You know, some people yeah. say special teamers aren't football players because they only play a handful of snaps. I, I disagree strongly, but I want to hear what you have to say. What do you think about that? I think those people need to go try and play, be a returner for just uh, one year. Okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, we played in a playoff game. I was with the Philadelphia Eagles against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And asked John Gruden who he was he concerned. He said, I was only, we were only concerned about Brian Mitchell. If special team doesn't make a difference, why wouldn't they kick me the ball? They kicked off the first when I went 75 yards. They never kicked me another ball. They were concerned <laughs> about what I was going to do. Uh, you know, I was just uh, some, uh, my buddy just sent me a, a thing that Bill Parcells was talking about uh, this do-all player. He was talking about myself. You know, the thing of it is, I know that we the special team doesn't get respect, but I always thought it was the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How do you represent the Pro Football Hall of Fame when you only have when you only lean towards certain people? Yeah, we put quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, but a quarterback in my eyes is the most dependent position in all of sports. They can't do nothing without anybody else. Okay, we find a left tackle. The left tackle might be a Hall of Fame, but why, why didn't more right tackles go to there? You know, you, when you begin to look around, you need to represent everything. Ray Guy was the best punter ever. Why Thank do you. you have to worry about what Joe, what Joe Montana did? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, we compare all this stuff, and I watch guys. You know, uh, Jason Seahorn decided he wanted to return punts. He hadn't played football since then. The thing about those guys that are returning punts and kicks, you're getting hit with people running full speed. See, I'll, people always ask me about who I worry about getting hit. But I said, the guy that's 6'5", 350, I don't care. He catches me and falls down. But the guys <laughs> on special teams that are anywhere from 5'10", all up to 6'5", that are from 180 to 270 pounds, they are running full speed to try and run through you. I did that for 14 years. Didn't miss but one game. I was there for my team time in and time out. Jerry Rice didn't become the best receiver because he just got – 20,000 yards in one year, he was able to stay around for a long time and be effective doing it. Wasn't any different than what I did. Jerome Bettis wasn't as a a pretty running back like a Barry Sanders, but he was around for a long time and doing stuff at a high level for a long time. Longevity and accessibility to your squad being available, that should make a difference too. You know, you mentioned longevity, and that uh, is interesting to me because in 1991, at the age of 23 years old, Brian Mitchell returned 74 kicks and punts for 1,183 yards. 11 years later, with your bones creaking, at 34, you returned 89 punts and kicks for 1,729 yards. And I'm wondering, how does someone do that job that effectively for that long when it is one of the most dangerous things in, in, in football and many guys become the master of the fair catch about halfway, you know, five or six years into it? So how, how did you last so long? Well, I think when I... The thing about me, I, I lived in the weight room. And, uh, you know, when I was in college, I did a lot of unbelievable weights. I power cleaned over 360 pounds. I bench pressed over 400 pounds, squatted over 600 as a quarterback. When I got to the league, I stayed. I did the same things. And I think coming into a team like the Washington Redskins, who had Art Monk and Darrell Green and Joe Jacoby and all these guys, and I watched the way that those guys worked out. And I never was happy and comfortable with my job. 
always felt like someone was going to take my job. Like the next, but two years later, they draft. I mean, the next year they draft Ricky Irvins, okay, guy of USC, Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, uh, Rose Bowl MVP. Then they draft the Heisman Trophy winner, Desmond Howard. You know, <laughs> so it always kept me hungry and made me work at it. And the thing about it, I never approached the game like a return guy or when I was a quarterback because those guys normally quarterbacks don't lift as many weights as most guys. Return guys are normally the smaller guys. I wanted to be as tough as I can because I wanted to inflict pain on them just like they were trying to do me. Brian, you look at uh, Russell Wilson and the success he's had at quarterback as a shorter quarterback. Are there any mm-hmm. regrets that you didn't give quarterback a shot anywhere? I don't have the regrets because, to be totally honest with you, when I started playing football, I was a running back. And in the eighth grade, my coach moved me to quarterback because he said I was the best athlete on the team. And I threw the ball better than anybody. So I was able to parlay that into a scholarship to go play, to go to college, you know, to get an education because my mom and dad wasn't going to be able to pay for it. And by being a quarterback, I found a coach who, uh, Nelson Stokely, who used to be there with Clemson when they won the national championship. He had an offense that enabled me to use all of my talents and not just one or two. You know, and I was able to go there and then get drafted by the Redskins and make it to the NFL, what I wanted to do, and play 14 years. So, you know, I don't regret this opportunity. I, I did get a chance to play quarterback in the NFL. My first year, Monday Night Football, against the Eagles, we had like eight players go down. Right, so body bag game. Body bag game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a tremendous amount of fun for me. But when – I was offered the contract from Saskatchewan. My thing was that I dreamed, in every dream I had, I was playing in the NFL, not in Canada. So I had to give the NFL that shot. And when you're getting paid to do a job, then I think it's all good at that point. Hey, Brian, this has been a lot of fun, too, but uh, we're out of time. So we got to run. But thanks so much. And you know what? Best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for giving me the chance. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. That was former special teams ace Brian Mitchell. Up next, R&I Game Changers. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Neanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't a long, straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. 
Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I go for the or more. It means I go for the or more. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago to find the or more. So go. Hey, before we get to our Renai Game Change of the Week, I just wanted to remind you guys of an anniversary you may have forgotten, and that would be our anniversary. It was three years ago, if you remember, that we started this program in a studio in Boston. Goose Merriman, you remember that? Yes, sir, with Tony Dungy as our inaugural guest, the first of many terrific yeah, shows. Yeah, it was a good one. Those were, that was, uh, those were great times. We've beaten the over-under by quite a lot, as you guys know, and we got a lot of people to thank for it. Yeah, we do. Um, well, anyway, happy birthday to us. Hey, Goose, uh, this is where we mention our Renai Game Changer of the Week, and you're just like your Dallas Cowboys team that you follow. You're first in line. So let's see what you got. I'll go with Detroit quarterback Matthew Stafford, who engineered his third, fourth quarter comeback victory of the season on the road, playing against the best defense in football, trailing by a field goal with 23 seconds left, no timeouts at his own 25-yard line. He moved the line to 35 yards and two passes for the game-tying field goal, then threw the game-winning touchdown pass in overtime. How does he do it? Hey, Ron, I think Goose misunderstood me. This is not the Renai Homer Changer of the Week Award. It's the Game Changer of the Week Award. So who is yours? Well, for me, it was uh, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. It was surely a Renai Game Changer uh, for the Chargers. Uh, he not only rushed for 196 yards and a touchdown, but he had a huge run right at the end of the game to ice a victory over the Titans. He went, uh, I believe, it was 37 yards in a third-down situation. In, in right this exact situation where San Diego had been blowing game after game after game, uh, he really saved them. Yeah, he did. And the more he plays, the smarter Tom Telesco looks. Hey, listen, uh, in the spirit of this show, I- I'm going with the Goose Man here. <laughs> going to Detroit. I'm going Can't with Kicker the Matt. Motor City. There you go. Kicker Matt Prater, Goose Man. Nailed two 50-yard field goals, including that 58-yard in force overtime in your Lions upset of Minnesota. And I know what the score sheet says. It says Golden Tate won the game with a touchdown catch in OT. Don't buy it. Uh-uh. Because Matt Prater did with a 58-yard at the end of the fourth quarter. That would have been good. <sighs> Been good from 68. Anyway, congratulations, Matt Prater. And congratulations to Ron Borges. Ron, just had the week off and now you're back. Congratulations. You're back with your buddies. Yeah. And thankfully, yeah. Thankfully, I hear you're back with your Borges or Bogus to tell us why you shouldn't get too excited over which quarterback and/or head coach supported whom in this week's election. Is that correct, Ron? That's right, uh, Clark. Monday night uh, before the election, Donald Trump. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. <laughs> there, there's the Donald. Uh, during a final campaign speech in New Hampshire, claimed that Tom Brady called to say he'd voted for him, and Bill Belichick had penned him a congratulatory note for his, quote, tremendous, unquote, campaign. Well, in a state as blue as Massachusetts, that set off a large portion of the local populace, which couldn't believe their multimillionaire coach and multimillionaire quarterback would side with their multimillionaire friend. Folks, Who's more likely to get you a preferred tea time at Doral, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Easy. Uh, initially, some claimed that the hoodie-in-chief would never pen such a missive because it would be a distraction. Bogus. 
Well, then they questioned the authenticity of the letter uh, that Trump had read until the friends of Bill disabused people of that notion and said, he wrote the following. You've dealt with an unbelievably slanted and negative media and have come out beautifully. You've proved to be the ultimate competitor and fighter. Your leadership is amazing. I have always had tremendous respect for you, but the toughness and perseverance you displayed over the past year, remarkable. Hopefully tomorrow's election results will give the opportunity to make America great again. Your pally Billy. This brief <laughs> missive caused sharp debate to arise for several days on both local and national talk shows because, well, that's what they do. They talk often mindlessly about things they, that make no difference in the larger world and about which they know little or nothing. To some, of course, there's no such thing as, larger, as a larger world when it comes to pro football, uh, which made Belichick and Brady's actions give all those people agita. But frankly, who cares who Tom Brady or Bill Belichick favor in a presidential race? Who cares who Bruce Springsteen or Ted Nugent favor? Why would their political preferences become, uh, become a publicly distracting to a football team, which on Sunday night is supposed to assault Russell Wilson? That's their only distraction. Russell Wilson. I won't block for Tom Brady because he voted for Donald Trump. Bogus. Look, both quarterback air supply and his royal hoodiness are entitled to have any opinion on the presidential race they like, just like the rest of us. And they have every right to express it without fear of fan backlash or workplace angst. Same's true, by the way, for Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. You can't support the rights of one without supporting the rights of others. So why do we make so much of such trivial things? We're a country built by people who fled discrimination of all type. We're, we're a country that has sent many young men and women home in body bags so that someone like Bill Belichick or Colin Kaepernick can say publicly what he wants and support who he likes. So what's the controversial part of this? Because somebody might disagree? Have we all just become so self-absorbed and fearful that we're even afraid of the principles we say are so basic to what our country is? That's a lot more to think about than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady supporting a guy who gives them free golf. Here's well, something to think about, guys. That's the signal that we're almost out of time. So, Gooseman, let's get to the two-minute drill. Panthers coach Ron Rivera sent yet another tape of a late hit on Cam Newton to the league office. Is this an exercise in futility? Nope. It's an exercise in hostility. It's an exercise in keeping on the same page with your quarterback. Is this the worst Browns team in Cleveland history or the worst Browns team in the history of football? It's the worst Browns team since last year. What goes if history uh, holds true? Next year will be the worst Browns team. Nick Foles started with the injured Alex Smith and beat the Jaguars last weekend. Should there be a quarterbacking controversy in KC? Gooseman, just answered your own question. He beat the Jaguars, so get in line. Hate to agree with my friend Clark Judge, but repeat after me. He beat the Jaguars. Has Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford become Harry Houdini reincarnate with his fourth quarter magic? No, sir. Houdini could escape misery. Stafford, he's still under contract with Lions. He's become the Moses Malone of, of football. Moses used to miss shots to get offensive rebounds. This guy screws up for three quarters to get the fourth quarter comeback. The Cavaliers win in basketball. The Cubs win in baseball. In the year of the sporting miracle, is there hope for a Super Bowl in Detroit? Only if there's another bailout. Bruce, man, let's not get carried away with things. Derek Carr, Roger Carr, or Derek and the Dominoes? You've got to be kidding me, Bruce, man. What question is that? Come on. <laughs> Derek Carr to Roger Carr. That would have the Dominoes singing a pretty tune. <laughs> Speaking of the Raiders, they've already been assessed 800 yards and penalties this season, 300 more than Ron's Patriots. What would Al Davis say? Just old, baby. Wrong. Just moved to Vegas, baby. That's the end of the game.
We'd like to thank Rob Gronkowski, Brian Mitchell, and Billy White Shoes Johnson for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you would like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website. That'd be talkofamenetwork.com or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org.